Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Tash. And I'm Damo. And together we are so excited to bring you the Barry Chronicles. On today's episode, we're talking building self-confidence with Tash. This is actually something that has come up a couple of times on uh, Bariatric Support Australia, which is a page uh, group that we run. People have asked Tash how she has is so self-confident and I thought it'd be interesting to just dive a little bit into that because it hasn't sort of always been that way has it no no it really it really <laughs> it makes me laugh that um that clearly I appear to have a great degree of self-confidence and in honestly in some things I do uh, but there is still um, an underlying level of struggle that, that I have in that area. But I definitely have grown in my self-confidence over the last five years uh, since I had weight loss surgery. It's interesting, isn't it? Because for many of us pre-weight loss, uh, especially when we've grown up, you know, being the bigger kid at school, going all the way through, we try and and shrink back so that we're not noticed. Oh, very, very true. I definitely did that growing up. I was never or rarely um, the small person or the normal-sized child. I was usually, most years, I was, I was the big kid. I had some... Some times where I was where I was thinner, but overwhelmingly, I was the um, I was the big the big kid trying very very hard to fly underneath the radar. Yeah, that's it's so hard because it sort of dampens down who we actually are or who we could actually become. Oh, definitely, and that is that is something that. I suppose really propelled me forward and was a primary driving factor behind me having weight loss surgery because I had just hit 40 and I realized that I had spent so much of my life feeling like I was shrinking myself back. I was always trying so hard to to not be to not be noticed, to avoid attention, to avoid uh, voices and people saying things about my size or me just feeling like people might. And I think that fear was such an overwhelming thing. It spoke so loudly to me that I just erected so many walls around myself and my self-confidence was through the floor. So when I decided to have surgery, I knew that it was something that I was definitely going to need to address. Wow. Do you think that, that, I don't know about you, but I know before I had weight loss surgery, things would have to really build up for me to actually address an issue. Oh, definitely. And sometimes I'd be known as the fat cranky person. And people have actually had actually said that about me. And it, for me, I think it was because 
I would have to let something build up that much because I never wanted to deal with an issue when it came up. Yeah. Because I didn't want to be seen like that. But sometimes, you know, something would, would come up and I knew I had to deal with it. And the only way I could was sort of by exploding. Well, I think that I think that I had a tendency to be similar in that I would never want to cause issue, but eventually through repeated situations, it would then seem to others like I was having a massive overreaction. And it probably was an overreaction to the actual situation that was happening. But for me, it wasn't just that situation. It was the situation that happened before that and the one before that and the one before that, that combined together, built up and built up and built up. And then I would have that angry explosion and it very much appeared to others um, like I was just completely out of control in those in those times and in my response to certain situations and I suppose then it fed into my insecurities because I knew that that's Mm. not really how how I was on the inside and so I just was very much stuck in that whole way of responding and just feeling feeling worthless so much of the time. But then um, things would build up to a point where I couldn't help but say something, but then I would go back into that same pattern, that yep. same struggle. And it was just so incredibly harmful to me and to my self-confidence. And it got me to a point where... I was just incredibly beaten down. And I don't blame anybody for that at all except myself. Um, I choose how I respond to situations. I choose the way that I the way that I choose to engage with others. And yeah, there were some times um, pre-weight loss surgery and of course in the years since where I've really had to take stock of the way that I respond. Uh, that's on me. And it's something that I'm that I'm developing in and growing in and learning in. And I yeah. think that that's really important because when when you've been a bigger person, um, the way that the way that I that I responded was so much out of self preservation, just so much of the mm. time, mm. and it was it wasn't always a healthy way to respond. So I own that, and um, it's definitely something that I'm working on. You're someone who who is very big on personal responsibility. I am. Um, there is also the other side, I think, though, with the fact that so many people in in so many walks of life have a weight bias. Yeah. And do you think that sometimes, as a bigger person? we could just get dismissed because of that bias. They see someone mm-hmm. who is overweight walking in with an issue and it's just like, yeah, go away, I don't want to deal with you. Well, I don't I don't know that I had the go away, I don't want to deal with you situation, but I definitely experienced weight bias. And I didn't know that it was at the time. I suspected that maybe my weight had something to do with it, but I'd studied and I'd 
you know, done some courses. I was working full time, full time mum as well. Uh, you know, really trying to better myself and my life for my family. And I had started applying for different jobs. I wanted to change out of the industry that I was working in. And I went over a period of about a year, I went for well over 90 different job interviews. I applied for so many jobs. And during that period of time, I was often shortlisted. I often had those interviews and every single time I was rejected. And I started to wonder, well, well, you know, maybe, maybe this is um, more than just my qualifications or because these were jobs that you were qualified for. Yes, yes, they were. Yeah, and had experience. Yes, because you successfully ran your own business, multiple businesses. So it's not like you were underqualified. No, no. So it, there, there came a point in that whole time where I realised or where I started to wonder, maybe, maybe this has something to do with my size. And I didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to think it. But what I will say is that when I decided to have weight loss surgery and I actually did it, I actually had the surgery, I gave myself a period of six months where I decided that I was not going to apply for any jobs. I was just going to focus on being healthy, being well, and just continue working where I was at the time. And what I found, which still astonishes me to this day, is that when I finally did apply for jobs six months later, I was offered both of the jobs that I applied for Wow! the first time that I applied. So I had a choice. And the only thing that changed in that time, it wasn't my confidence because honestly, at that point in time, my confidence was still really, really low. Um, But all that had changed was my size. Wow. So is there a weight bias? Mm. I I wish that there wasn't. Let's just say that. I wish that there wasn't and there shouldn't be. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter what size you are, you're worth something. Well, I'm ju- just as worthy, just as entitled to excellent job opportunities, excellent health care, excellent everything, no matter your size, no matter yeah. our size, just as worthy. And that is something that I strongly, strongly believe in and that is something that I will always advocate for. It is something that will never change is that our inherent wealth just because we exist should be valued and that should be something that everybody experiences regardless of size. Yes. And one of the questions that we get asked so much on the page is what should I start working on 12 months leading up to surgery? My thoughts would be, 
on our confidence, our self-esteem and the way we see ourselves. Mm. Because how often, even after weight loss surgery, and we've seen amazing transformations, we, so many of us still lack that confidence, still lack that self-value. And it's not just something that comes because we, we shrink in size. No, it's not. This is a point where I, uh, well, as you know, it is, it is my, my little pet project and I absolutely believe 100% that the, that the mental game after weight loss surgery is and the battle in our minds is even more difficult than the physical challenges that we may face as we as we shrink learning learning new ways to eat learning all of those things is relatively easy in comparison or was in comparison to the emotional struggles that I had in those first 18 months to two years. And I think that understanding that we do need to work on our confidence and on our self-esteem, that there is no shame in reaching out to an excellent psychologist, psychiatrist with, yeah. with experience in the bariatric world um and honestly they are few and far between unfortunately but there are some brilliant health professionals out there who are able to help us walk out that particular journey but also being around people that build us up people that encourage us people that champion us people that will cheer us on yes people who see the value in us and who can draw that out people who look at you and they say you know what I believe in you I believe that you that you can be whatever it is that that you're wanting to be you have the capability and the power inside you to transform your life it is not it is not beyond any of us to be able to transform our lives. And that, that I think, is where the radical responsibility comes in. Mm. I have had to accept responsibility for my life because I know that ultimately at the end of the day, there is nobody riding in on a brilliant white steed to save me. Wow. And that is... That is something that I that I so desperately wanted for so long. I wanted it to be somebody else's problem. I wanted my surgeon to be able to fix it. I would have liked for my relationship to be able to fix that 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 sense of just awful feeling that I had about myself. I wanted you know the dietitian to fix it and the psychologist to fix it. Together we work together and we can all play a part. In, in how we feel about ourselves and, and that self-improvement. But I am the one that had to take on board the advice. I am the one that had to make the changes to my life. Yeah. Nobody else could do that for me. It fell on me. I am the one that, that chooses to go for a walk. I'm the one that chooses what I put in my mouth. All yeah. of those things come back to me and that has been the thing that that I have realized is that 
I'm not weak. I am so strong. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I remember someone saying this to me once. When we take our self-worth and our own value and we put it in the hands of someone else, they're never going to look after it the way that we can look after it. Yeah. And you know what? I had to learn what that was. I had to learn what it was to look after myself. I had a lot of destructive patterns in place in my life that were a result of so many different things. But always looking back on those, what I found for me anyway, is that if I was always looking back, then I wasn't moving forward. So I had to create new ways to do my life. I had to come up with new habits, with new ways to respond in stressful situations, with new things that I would do when I felt like eating the entire contents of the refrigerator and chasing it down with a jar of peanut butter and Nutella yeah, in the pantry. Yeah, why not? Yeah. And We've that's all just, been there, I think. Well, look, that's just me being really honest about the way that, that I used to deal with deal with my emotions. And all of that came back to that, that underlying sense of self-worth and just a lack of understanding that I could change things. And those changes weren't all at once. And that's, a, that's another really important point. I think at the start of my weight loss surgery journey, I felt so overwhelmed because there was so much that needed to improve and change. And basically, I fell in a heap. At about six months post weight loss surgery, I just fell in a heap emotionally. Um, I, I was not in a good place and I allowed everything to kind of just pile up on top of me. And I had to, at that point, look at my life, choose one thing that I was going to work on and work on that. And wow. I did that until I was confident with that. And for me, that one thing was how I would respond to that desire that I used to have to eat when I felt overwhelmed. So I just started to do little things to change that. And obviously, when you've had weight loss surgery, the, the ability to be able to consume a large volume of food is taken away. But it didn't mean that the desire to do that was taken away. So I yeah. had to come up with, with new strategies and new ways to be able to, to facilitate the same kind of feeling that I used to get when I would eat a large amount of food. For me, I started doing little walks and that's how, that's how things really began for me. And on those walks, I started thinking about my life and I started thinking about the little changes that I could make, how I could just make little tweaks in the way that I lived out each and every day. And slowly but surely, my confidence did start to grow. Wow. So on a, um, on a, on a practical level for, for our listeners, mm. how did it change the way, say, you parent or, you know, like the family dynamic mm. or did it change? Or, oh, yeah. Um, Look, it's, it has changed 
in such a profound way. Um, I used to have so much fear around, um, you know, my kids' futures. I used to be so frightened that they would end up feeling like I did. Um, And that was a driving factor behind so many things that, that I chose for my children when they were younger. Thankfully, thankfully, I've changed. And, you know, oh, sorry, going to get emotional. No, no, it's... It's an emotional topic. It is. Um, but, yeah, even, you know, even recently, one of, one of our children came to me and said, you know what, Mom, I don't want to do X, Y, Z. And, you know, I had, to, I had to sit down and say, you know what, I'm so sorry for the way that I, I imagined your future playing out. Wow. I, I love you and I care for you and I want you to have the best possible life that you can have. And I want you to do what you want to do, not what I want you to do, because it makes me feel better or me feel more in control. I want you to know that you are the master of your ship. And you are the person that makes the choices about your life. Obviously, I'm I'm speaking about you know a teenage person, not not a young child. Um, But yeah, it's just been it's just it's changed so much of how of how I do my life. Just understanding that that we all don't need to be frightened of our futures. We can actually have uh, the power to change the things that we can change yeah, and be responsible for the things that we can be responsible for and just leave the rest. And isn't that so powerful? The, the ability to look at a situation and, and say, okay, well, where does my part in this end? And it becomes the other person's decision. Yeah, yeah, it does. And it's been a powerful learning for me as a parent. It's been a powerful learning for me in business. It's been absolutely transformative in the way that that I live my life and in my in my other relationships too. Uh, I believe that being able to let go and understand that that I don't need to have all of the answers for everything. I just yeah. need to focus on the things that I can control yeah. has has changed and transformed my life. Wow. We're going to just take a quick break so that yeah. we can catch a breath. 